Hello, welcome to episode 226 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, the good Watsy giveth content. They Again. did like, uh, is this a Reddit Q&A or it was a Discord Q&A? It was Discord of all places. Yeah, it was, it was, we, we, they hopped into the Discord and Aaron Forsyth was hunting and pecking away because yeah. he's of that age. Uh, <laughs> Discord and up. And so we're going to go over some of the things that they talked about in this Discord, a conversation about the new stated rotation. Yeah, some of it's stuff we already knew, some of it's clarification, a lot of it is we don't know yet, but we're going to we're going to talk about it and give our thoughts and maybe come up with some answers, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so if you want an to off the cuff uh, kind of show. Yeah, if you want to get at us on social media or in our Discord, all those Ooh. links are in the description so get in there and click away. We've not been as active as we have been in the past we've both been uh lifing it up pretty hard but yeah life has uh definitely thrown a couple curveballs over the last month or two yes but we we're in there we see stuff we, we we chime in from time to time it's fun to see you guys playing and doing things being out in the world yeah yep. so uh come in there and say hey yeah make sure you hit us up um if you're looking to support the show there's a couple ways you can do it the first was with our tcg player affiliate link casualtryhard.com slash tcg uh follow that link on over to tcg player and anything you purchase will earn us a percentage so we would greatly appreciate that doesn't cost you guys anything and helps the show out uh, the second way you can help us out if you want to support us is through patreon patreon.com slash casual where you can chip in however much you want a couple bucks whatever you feel like we're worth uh, patrons get access to our pre-show where it's kind of just an hour of us rambling, catching up, making sure all our equipment works completely unscripted, um, unedited, just raw us. Um, but a lot of our patrons really like that. So make sure you check that out. If you're interested, sign up for patreon.com, uh, slash casual MTG. Patrons also get access to our show notes. So you get a sneak peek about what the show is going to be about. And you get put on my mailing list, which I meant to do this weekend and completely ran out of time. So hopefully this coming weekend, I'll find a moment to give, send the give backs out. Um, I need to do that. I need to make a mental note. Um, give backs are super cool. Brian had an idea for another one. I'll have to uh, write it down somewhere for the next round once I chew through these ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, chip a couple bucks and help us out. Patreon.com slash casual MTG. Yes, please. Yeah, and then we also got our YouTube channel. I've been slacking a little bit lately on the Tomfoolery Tuesdays, but Brian's been chugging away with draft content. Um, he's got a bunch of them posted there, more coming every week. And you get to see our Thursday show live with with us. You get to look at us. Hi. Uh, over on our YouTube channel, uh, Casual Triad MTG on YouTube. So make sure you check that out as well. Yeah. All right, so... I guess we need to give you a little backstory. If you didn't listen to episode two twenty five, you should stop. Go listen. Go, to that go listen to that. Gotta get gotta get no. those listens and then come back. But That's if you're right. like, I only have an hour, uh, I understand. So in case you've been living <laughs> under a rock, um, Watsi announced like Saturday or Sunday of the Pro Tour that they mm -hmm. were going to uh, extend standard from. Um, a two-year rotation cycle to a three-year rotation cycle. Yep. Um, 
So so back to what it used to be, right? Was did it used to be? Three years? No, it's always been two since I've been back. So for the last ten years, and even well, before they, that, no. The, well, they changed it at cons. Mm, it, um, so no, at cons, what changed at cons was the was the block structure, right? Remember, it, it, was it also con- changed the rotation. I think it changed when things rotated. Okay. Like in terms of like when in the year, maybe. No, it but it's always it's, it's been. I feel like it's always been two years. Okay. Um, but I will check. I should have done some research and looked into that. Uh, I will. Look. I feel like they, it used to be different. Uh, and then they shortened it to two years. Yeah. So I'm trying to find here standard. Da-da-da. It says every three years in here, but that's because it's the updated one. Yeah. So, since the three-in-one model uh, in 2019, once a year... Uh, oh, okay. So, it used to be... It, so, so, since 2019... Once a mm-hmm. year with the release of a new fall set, the four oldest expansions slash core sets and standards would rotate out. Okay. So that kept everything legal for two years, right? Because the four oldest would rotate out. Before that, the two oldest blocks still legal and standard would rotate out of the format. So it used okay. to be on block. So when Ixalan released in, tw- in the fall of 2017... This is from Magic Wiki, by the way. Oh, Battle okay. for Zendikor, Oath of the Gatewatch, Shadows over Innistrad, Eldritch Moon, and Welcome Deck 2016, which is somehow part of Eldritch Moon, rotated out. Yeah. So it was still a year's four sets left, but how yeah. it was defined changed. Okay. And then... Uh, and then here, here's what happened. The original standard format allowed recent two blocks plus the core set and then after metric wars the core set went away and only two sets so and it was uh standard with three blocks had two rotations spring autumn adopted in 2015 2016 with cons fate dragon magic origins were treated as blocks okay yeah as so as the system uh received heavy criticism among players spring rotation was dropped in 2017 so do you remember when they they were gonna make things only legal for like a year and a half? Yeah. Maybe that's and then, what I was thinking. And about. then everyone rioted because they're like, our cards will have less value. Yeah. And so they rioted. That was that was when they were it was kind of around when it was announced like when Gideon, Ally of Zendikar, mm-hmm. was just everywhere. And yeah. it was like, we'll get rid of Gideon faster if we do mm-hmm. this. We never did a spring rotation, though. Okay. Right? They announced it, but then they canned it. Yep. Um, so it's always been two years for, like, uh, uh, I think for pretty much ever. Um, with those, like, slight little changes. But it was always, like, the last, like, four sets would leave. Okay. So the oldest four sets in standard would leave in the fall. And you get that five set standard, that small standard. It would build back out yeah. to eight, 
shrink back down to five, build back out to eight, shrink down to five. Um, so Wizards decided they wanted to have 12 set standard. Mm-hmm. And they're doing this because no one's playing at their local game store anymore. Uh, at least not playing standard. Yeah. And well, that that is uh, one of the questions. Okay. That that was posed to Wizards. Gotcha. That we're going to get to. But basically they were hoping that people would have their their standard cards would be playable longer so they'd be more valuable and it'd be something that people would be more willing to buy into because they know they would get 3 years worth of use out of their cards. Yep. And the other thing they said is they were hoping to kind of avo- avoid like the mid-range slogs and be able to mm-hmm. like what was the term they used like do more color pair and mechanic centric decks yeah they could seed archetypes better if you're doing it over a, a over longer a period instead of, yeah. they said that a bigger standard could take more swings so they could yeah. maybe seed entire archetypes at a single time yep yeah. uh and so that's like the thought process and so many people are not super happy because at least i thought and again maybe because we deal more in the like competitive side of magic that like standard gets solved very quickly Mm -hmm. and at least for the last few years, even before Fable, which Fable is kind of the, the main example people will point to. But there's been a lot of times where like there has been a card or two that basically like you're just you play against it for its entire time in standard. Yeah. You can't right. wait for this card to leave so the format's new. Yeah, yeah. because like format defining, I yeah. guess is a good way to put it. Or we had talked about a long time ago, like a pillar of the format. Yeah. Right. Where a lot of times they will print cards that are kind of the the face of a set. Think mm-hmm. Emrakul, uh, The Promised End, or yep. like, I don't know if Shieldred was on the box, but Shieldred's kind of like yep. one of the main cards from Dominaria United. Um, or Avacyn, Archangel mm-hmm. Avacyn from, was that Shadows? Shadows, yeah. Right. Like the card that's the one of the cards is on a pack, or on the box, or like the story yep. is about, and oftentimes those cards are like an eleven, mm-hmm. and so the whole time that they're in standard, you just have to play with them, right. or play against them, and standard gets solved, and stale pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So at least from the competitive side, a lot of people were like. <sighs> Like, this does the opposite. Like, now I've got to play against Fable for another year. I had to play against Shieldred for an extra year. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, though. Because, I don't know. I never played Extended. Mm -hmm. But this bigger standard, I guess, could have parallels with Extended. Extended was... Like, four years? I think it was four or five years, yeah. Um, And this bigger standard could have some parallels with extended. And I don't think extended was ever like boiled down to that, where you were just slogging against the same cards every time. Fair. Um, But like modern, you you could kind of compare it to modern too, where 
like yeah there's you know archetypes and there's decks that don't ever go away and cards you're always going to play against but like i mean there's been times where modern's been fantastic like mm -hmm. the best format and i don't know i don't think that just because you know there's staple cards in there that you know what i mean no i know what you mean that like it doesn't mean the format is bad if there are yeah. like six cards that you see a lot but yeah. i think that we've definitely been in standards again putting on our old man hat or at least my old man hat right like an extra year of like team or energy mm -hmm. would have like no yes you could have done like something sideways and bomet couriered some prized amalgams and lived the dream right yeah. which i know you did that was great <laughs> yeah right but like i think for a lot of people like if you are more I know it's hard, right? Because if you, if this is appealing to more casual people that are worried about the fact that Magic the Gathering is an expensive hobby and mm -hmm. they don't want to have to spend $400 for a new deck every year, yeah, right? Does this well, appeal I mean, to them? Obviously, that's what they're they're going for. That's what they're going for. Yeah. But, but on the flip side, right, if you're a casual player and you go to your F&M and... and you get stomped by Everson every week? Yeah, or you, like... Or your opponent every game, like, you know, you play three round three rounds and two of them is turn three fable, turn four shieldred. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, every week it's always the same. Yeah. Right? And like fables are twenty five dollars a piece and shieldreds are like sixty. Yeah. Well right? like you're not gonna get into well, that card anyway. I guess another point that piggybacks onto what I was saying earlier is like the bigger a format is, the more room there is for kind of niche archetypes too. True. So, and like they said, if they're trying to support some of the, you know, outlier stuff, um, you know, more spread out over the life of a format, like that kind of opens up the niche strategies even more. Mm -hmm. I, I did hear someone mention, I forget who it was, um, that like, think about, um, like all of the all of the draft mechanics, mm -hmm. right? How many of those have turned into legitimate constructed mechanics? Yeah, right. Like we had domain, Ooh. right? Yeah, uh, leyline binding. Yeah, and I'll wait for the next card. Shadow prophecy. Yeah, right. The only two domain cards that get played. We have yeah. triomes. We have like some of the best lanes you could have for a domain deck. Valley Green Giant. Yeah, we get one card. Yeah. Right. That like sees like real play. Right. Uh oh what is it? Toxic. Yeah. Like there is a best of one toxic deck that you're just trying to race your opponent to ten. And yeah. if they have two removal spells, you can see the game and move on to the next one. You know how long I spent trying to make Venerated Rat Priest work? <laughs> right. Way but, too long. But there's not enough support for it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you can go through a lot of mechanics that have ended up coming up short mm -hmm. because they don't want to. They don't want another adventures. Yeah. But energy. they. Yeah, so, like, energy and adventure, so there's that. They don't want to do that. And yeah. 
because they're going from whatever Dominaria now to Dominaria in the past to New Phyrexia yeah. to everywhere, right? right? It is hard for them Dark to drain next. Yeah, but it's hard for them to be like, okay, we're gonna have domain and Dominaria, mm-hmm. and we want Brothers War to feel different, so we don't want to put domain in there for there to be enough domain cards for domain to work but we also just don't want to put like 12 bangers right that are domain cards into um dominaria into dominaria because of the calida because of the energy adventures issue right right um, and he might be right, like, Throne of Eldraine may have scared them off. Yeah. Right, because they were just like, here it all is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, just like, you could have just bought, like, four boxes of uh, Throne of Eldraine and literally had a standard deck for two years. Right. Um, so they're, they're trying to give themselves the ability to, like, make it so standard isn't just, like what is the best red and black card or blue and white card at two mana? Mm-hmm. What is the best blue or white card at three mana? What is right. the best blue or white card at four mana? And it's like, oh, well, this one is a werewolf and this one cares about soldiers and it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just like a rate monster. So I'm going to play that. Yeah. What what is the most efficient removal? So they're trying to get away from that. So that is right. that is why they're making this. That is their expressed reason for making the change, cheaper and to allow them to kind of like finish out mechanics. Well, yes. Um, I don't. What their expressed reason is is one of the questions here, and it's that they took a survey and this is what people told them that they wanted. Okay. So <laughs> that's uh. I guess I missed that one. I was skimming their justification. (laughs) All right. Their justification is that that's what they want. All right. I missed the, we took a survey. That's what people said. Yeah. Um, Real quick before we get into that. Okay. um, This was a discord thing. Yes. It's awful hard to like advertise a discord chat. (laughs) I get like, like if people wanted to be part of this, they had to like randomly be in the magic wizards, whatever discord, like when these people were in there. I, I assume it was probably a like tweet that like, I probably didn't see because like, I got to get around like all the Elon Musk tweets he posts about himself and whatnot. And, like, a lot of people, rightly or wrongly, have, like, stepped away from Twitter yeah. recently. So, like, I think that makes that harder because I would assume the way you would, like, get this out normally a year ago, two years ago, would be you'd tweet about it. Yeah. And then people would find out that you had a Discord server. Yeah. Um, But, hey, for, like, them, right, if you make people come to your Discord server, now they're in your Discord server. Now yeah, when you like just... hit them with things. Yeah, it is not the best way to like do this. But at the same time though, like 
there are more people on Reddit, but if this was just like a Reddit AMA. Right. Like, I wonder if they have more control over the questions. Maybe. I don't know. It it just seems super weird because, again, old man shaking my fist, yelling at the clouds. Like, when Wizards had something they wanted to tell you, they wrote an article about it and put it on their website. Mm-hmm. And that's where you heard about it. Or you they didn't put- have to read uh, an article on Dota or esports weekly or this random discord chat or a stream on twitch that you may or may not have time for or wherever else that they're putting this information out like things that are fundamental to your game you should probably have a cohesive way of like getting that information to people the the um the point about the not like being this not being on the mothership yeah. Is is I think very valid. I also wonder how many people have they fired as right. writers because they've decided that that is not something that they want to pay for anymore because well, why would they pay a beans. writer when you can just give the information to whatever easing and let them do it. Oh, exactly. Like hey, we're going to we're going to have Huey like throw this stuff in chat GPT and then send it to you. <laughs> and call it good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is weird that it wasn't like a that these points. No, I could see like we don't know what the questions are going to be, but right. none of these questions were like super like out of left field. No, I mean they're all stuff that like should have been part of the plan. So yeah, they're like, all there should have been answers for this. They're all things that if Huey was a player. And he heard about this, he would have asked. Right. Right. So, all right. So the first question, the question that we all think we know the answer to is, are bands going to be more aggressive? And the answer was definitely maybe on a regular schedule. Yeah. Um, The regular schedule thing I think is funny because, uh uh-oh, I went away. Uh, click the button. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't click buttons. <laughs> don't click buttons. Um, but um, we used to have a regular schedule. There was like it was right. like three weeks after release or something, or like a month after release. They would. It was banned and restricted day. Right. And you'd either get like no changes or changes. They always right. put something out. It would either be like, hey. It was banned and restricted day. We did nothing. Or, hey, it was banned and restricted day. Here's what we did. As opposed to now, it's like if, um, oh gosh, I was just going to call him Reed's brother, but I don't remember what his actual name is. Ian? Ian Duke. There we go. Yeah. Uh, if Ian Duke, like, you know, gets into a, a heated conversation at, like, the Olive Garden over lunch. <laughs> like he just comes back and he's like pioneer update yeah and he's just like ban right he's like i like do we do we know there was gonna be a ban no like there's just yeah. like a tweet and it's just like hey we've changed your formats effective right. immediately it's like these cards are in the mail you bastards like what have you <laughs> what have you done to me yeah. um so I'll they want to go financially recover <laughs> yes i'm ruined <laughs> um but like 
they want to go back to a regular schedule and they said that they how do how do they put it basically that like they that is likely that it's going to be more aggressive but they have not like finalized a plan or something yeah so i mean this is like the whole tone of this is very similar to when they rolled out the new uh competitive play system mm -hmm. where they're like we're changing this but we don't know how yeah and it's also the same vibe of like well we thought it was really important that we let you know about this part as soon as possible and we're gonna fiddle in the rest of the stuff later and it's like take a month dog and like figure it out yeah, really, we're not getting another standard set until the fall, so or you got some time. <laughs> or, I mean, in the olden days, this is where we started to tell people to like start offloading your standard cards that were going to rotate. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to come out and say, "Hey, we're going to change standard rotation," and July first, we are mm-hmm. going to come out with what like the plan is going forward. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to drips and drabs of, like, maybe kind of, sort of stuff. Like, it'd be much better to be like, so you don't sell your cards. Fable the Bear Breaker's not rotating. Hold on to that bad boy. (laughs) And we're going to tell you what new standard is going to look like, what our plans are on this date, or, like, even if you want to wait until... Closer to uh, Wilds of Eldraine, closer to the fall set. Mm-hmm. But, like, these, like, hey, we're going to do more things, but we don't know what. It's like, well, no. Like, either wait and do yeah. it all at once. Or, like, give yourself, like, a date. To be like, hey, stop asking us until we miss this deadline. Yeah. So. <laughs> I like how you phrase that. What? until we miss the deadline yes right if they hit the deadline then you don't have to harass them the deadline was here we hit it we move on but if it's july 2nd though was that you're not going to hear anything so yeah you're just gonna miss it (laughs) but like i think they i think they have to be more aggressive with bands for the point we're for the point we're making earlier that like there are a lot of people that, I mean, Saffron Olive brought this up. Um, I think uh, Covert Go Blue was like, you know, he was like, yeah, I was doing a video and I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait for a fill in the blank card to rotate. Mm-hmm. And then all of you in the comments were like, not for another year, because I recorded the video before the announcement. And yeah. like, there was a video that Seth was, uh, Saffron Olive was doing and he was like uh i can't wait for invoke to rotate it's i've only got to get through like six more months and it's gone yeah and it's like well no no actually yeah actually it's actually for, it's for it's for a year yep and it's like so there's already at least some people that are like i'm sick of this mm-hmm. and like even if you're not playing as many games Right, like if you're consuming content, which is again free advertising for Wizards product, right, and you just see like the same three decks every single time, yeah, you're like you I don't want to play that. Like that sucks. I don't want to keep watching. I want to keep watching this advertisement that might make me buy cards. 
right. holds up deck that he bought because <laughs> of a, a, a YouTube video, right? Like, so, like, having those same cards there just makes people, I think, less excited to play. Mm-hmm. I want to do this really fun thing. Okay, does it beat Fable into Shieldred? No. Okay, well, it might be fun, but... You're gonna Can't do it. You're gonna lose, or you're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah. All right. So next up, we have were the next sets specifically Eldraine and Ixalan, uh, designed with a three-year standard in mind. This is a legitimate question, right? Mm-hmm. And the answer is full of confidence. Full confidence. Uh, nah, but not I don't exactly. think it matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They said, not exactly, but I don't anticipate it being a problem. Once we realized we want to make this change, we figured a little uncertainty on how the next year's sets would mesh with uh, Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow was worth it as opposed to waiting another year to make the change. So get ready for some broken stuff, I guess, because these cards weren't supposed to play together. Yeah, like, you know... There could definitely be some things that are just wonky, because like well, you know. so I guess it's a good thing. Like Crimson Vow and Midnight Hunt were underpowered compared to what we've had. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a good thing that those sets were underpowered, and those are going to be the ones that are affected. But you saw, but you have Kamigawa. Oh, that's true. That definitely wasn't underpowered. That was not underpowered. And then what was the next one? Um, was Vow. Hunt and Streets. Oh, yeah. Well, Streets was a little underpowered, too. It was, but as one of the later questions brings up, our mana is ridiculously good. Yeah. What is to stop us from just being like, oh, there's a really good blue-green card in uh, Throne of Eldraine, sorry, Wilds of Eldraine? Yeah. Oh, I guess that goes in my Rakdos deck because I can definitely cast it. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. Oh, uh, uh, we 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 fixed Oko. I guess he goes in my deck. <laughs> Blood Tithe Harvester into Oko. Well, I go. mean, he he may not be a Planeswalker anymore. No, so he can get creature Oko that like taps to make a creature an elk instead of gains loyalty. Oh, what was that? What's that old? And then maybe we're going back to uh, Shadowmore with the untap symbol. You can tap uh... it to make an elk, and then untap it to switch control of something. There's, oh, there's a, uh, gosh, there's a really old, um, it's a Legends card that's like tap, gain control of a, a, a creature. You mean a Soul Singer? Yeah. Yeah, that's just, you tap and your thing's at Elk as for as long as Oko remains tapped. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, it is not instill confidence. Yeah. Like, did they, like, do this and immediately go, like, oh, no. We've got to ban two cards because this is not good. I mean, that's totally something they would do. Yeah. Like, oops. You know, or like they, there's not a lot of blink shenanigans, so we, we probably won't have a Felidar Guardian situation. Hopefully. But, yeah, it does not, does not instill confidence. Like, it is definitely a, like, an afterthought decision. Yep. I mean... Going back to our, the previous point, if they would have let these three sets, these sets rotate and then say, hey, um, 
starting with Throne of Eldraine, we're going to have, like, Dominaria is not going to, gosh, keep saying Throne, Wilds of Eldraine. We're going to be in a three-year rotation, so Dominaria is going to go away. Mm-hmm. No, Dominaria is not going to go away, but these other sets are, so that you can be designing with that three years. I understand the, yeah. and that could, God forbid, give you, like, enough time to figure out exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been, somebody has been thinking about this for quite some time because the uh, the infamous post that, like, started this whole thing or, like, Is this whole thing gets referenced back to. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. It yeah. Was eight months ago? Yeah, I feel like you could have figured something out for six months. Maybe it was further. Yeah, yeah I, th- I don't know why November comes to mind, but it might have been earlier. Yeah. No, that sounds right. Yeah, but like you could have, you could have figured time, something out. Yeah, to at least give a heads up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. What is our next? I'm sure they've got an intern that they could have uh, put to work. Exactly. Altering sets. Oh, this is going to be a problem. Let's fix this card. You get on that. Exactly. Um. All right. Uh, the next question is about comp play. Um, it says, will the formats for RCQs and regional championships be changing to standard to emphasize this revamped focus on standard? And the short answer is no. They're not going to change comp play to reflect uh, the changes to standard. They're going to keep it as it is. So it will still be represented, but only once a year. Which I... For as many things as they've changed in comp play... Mm-hmm. It is kind of good that they're like, you know, this is our model. We're sticking yep. to it. So that's yep. at least good. Yep. No, I'm done with that. It uh, harkens back to a previous time when there used to be like a modern season and a standard season. Mm-hmm. Where you kind of geared up and got good for a format because all your competitive events were going to be that format. Yeah. So standard pioneer modern. So yeah, like it'll be good to kind of keep that cadence and yep. that's at least not going to like change at the, like the drop of a hat. Yep. And they said they have no plans to change the formats to coincide with this yeah. announcement. So, all right. So here, this, this is a, a thing you're passionate about or were yep. at one point, uh, yep. have the decks in the future, future league been designed around this change. Now, first for the uninitiated, what is the future, future league? So that is, I don't even know if they do the future future league anymore, do they? I mean, Apparently I guess they this do. Is, this is a question. Um, we used to get an article, and I used I, I waited for this article article to come out every time because they would, for every new set, you know, I forget how long it was, but a certain period of time after release, they would release an article about the future future league for this set. So the future future league is like their in-house playtesting for like every set where they have people playing standard jamming games against each other to kind of get a feel about what the format's going to be like. And it was kind of a source of ridicule because we'd look at these decks and see how far off the mark they were, and it was usually pretty far off the mark. Um, But so their answer to this question, have the decks in future Future League been designed around this change? The answer is they will have been starting a year from now. So not currently. Not currently. Yeah. All right. So I just want to give give people a sense of the Future Future League. 
Yeah. <clears throat> a card that dominated the Future Future League. Mm-hmm. Cultivator of Blades. Three green green. For a 1-1 one, one with Fabricate 2. Which is either got a plus one, plus two, plus one, plus one counters, or you meet two one ones. And whenever Cultivator of Blades attacks, you may have another attacking creature get plus X, plus X to the end of turn where X is Cultivator of Blades' power. That card was bad and limited. Mm-hmm. And, like, they had decks built around it in the Future Future League. Yep. So we always got a good laugh. Um, well, the uh, I think the big story was, was it First Response? First Response. It was an enchantment, three and a white. And if you lost life during the turn, you made like a 1-1 token or something. And that card was so overrepresented that that's why we got Siege Rhino in its current iteration. Okay, it is amazing that you got that card as close as you did, as it was literally never played ever, not once. Uh, At the beginning of 3 to white for an enchantment, impressive. Beginning of each upkeep, if you lost life last turn, get a 1 1 white soldier creature token. There were pain lands. So, mm-hmm. like the pain lands, you could make yourself do that. And they were like, oh, Siege Rhino needs to trample because all these 1 1s, like brick wallet. Yeah. And yep. yeah. But impressive, impressive pull for first response. But yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically. Were you internally testing these cards to go together? No. No. We're just going to hope for the best. Yep. And ban our way out if it's bad. I think is yep. what it comes down to. At least for the next year until yeah. things have started to be planned for. So um, the, uh, the, the next one is what you alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. It says, with the Triomes, Pain Lands, and Check Lands remaining in standard, do you have a plan to keep the format from devolving into five-color rare piles? The answer was, we printed Lay, lie, uh, lay Down Arms and Ossification, so we've been trying. Yeah, keep a lookout for more cards that push you to a monocolor strategies, or, like we had mentioned in last week's episode, uh, push you towards a theme. So they're going to be a lot more incentivized to do that kind of stuff than let you just play uh, Rainbow Trade Binder or whatever. Yeah, I I don't know, like, how effective those cards have been at pushing people to not do that. Yeah. As they, that's always, I guess we have Red, Black, and Grixis. Mm -hmm. And then Mono White sometimes. And yeah, green cards exist. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, which is funny because like PT Oko, we only got to play green cards. Like, right. it was green cards and nothing else. But so there was a there was a rebuttal to this answer. Okay, and the rebuttal was it'd be worrying if the main way you wanted to disincentivize three to five color piles was by pushing everything else to their power level because that level is quite high. Can we get an insurance or an assurance that this isn't the case? And the answer was the answer to the rebuttal was it's hard to make assurances since our job is predictive. Confidence inspiring. Com- yeah, like 
like you can't make I don't, you can't be like we need people to play less Rakdos so we need to print like Questing Beast Jr. and make it right. a 3-3 for Green Green that has all the questing beast text. Right. Right. Or like is green, green, green. Right. Like you can't, that can't be the answer is just like, well, we're going to push him to this by. And I, I understand that being the, like what you're afraid of is the easiest thing to do is to knock a mana off or something or to like give it an extra power. Yeah. Right. And well, so, I mean, kind of what we already talked about though, is I don't know. I'm hoping I don't I don't know why I still have hope anymore, but I'm hoping that they're going to do more for synergies instead of power level. Mm-hmm. Like you can help a strategy out by printing more synergistic cards for that strategy. You don't have to just ratchet the power level up. Now, what we've seen a lot lately is them just ratcheting the power level up, but mm-hmm. hopefully this like extended period of time for these cards to be in standard um, is going to help the synergy aspect where they can kind of tone down the power level a little bit. Yeah, they. that was something that I commented on coming back to Magic is I felt like when I had played years and years ago, mm-hmm. like things were more like, they kind of had to be like synergy because nothing was powerful. Right. So you had to find cards that worked well together. And then when I came back, it was... Uh, the tail end of blue white elixir of immortality control. Oh, uh, right, and uh, mono black. Yeah, and then we went right into like cons, which was like five color or yeah. three color pile of Abzan cards that, like, here's a ferocious card, and here's a card that cares about exiling cards from a graveyard, and. There wasn't, like, a lot. And here's a raid card. It wasn't cards that, like, went together. And I was like, I wish there were more decks that had synergy. Yeah. And you notice, like, in older formats, there are a lot of card, a lot of decks that have more synergy. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there are more cards and you have just, you know, uh, Amulet of Vigor and Timeless Lotus work very well together. Mm -hmm. Three Amulets of Vigor... In a timeless lotus, work even better <laughs> together, but right, like those things were never supposed to live together, right. and so now you have this situation where you have this deck that has synergy, mm-hmm. but it seems like the more recent sets are, it's just like one of the most powerful things because there isn't that time to get the synergies or not the like story space. Mm-hmm. Right, because oh, we've got to go from you know Dominaria now to Dominaria a hundred years ago. Right. So you're not you don't have that ability to like get all those things in. So hopefully they do that, but it is not great. They're like, well, we might just miss super hard. Yeah. Because uh, like I don't know, like. I, I will admit, like, I read Shieldred is not as powerful, but, like, we missed. And now it's just like, oh, like, this is a card that, like, makes archetypes in, like, every format. Right. Like, I don't think that's what they wanted. All right. What's, a, what's that uh, Adam Savage saying? saying? Failure is always an option? Yes. Yeah. All right. So 
So here, do you have any intentions to increase accessibility of standard cards on uh, on paper, like more frequent challenger decks, to give it the same player injection as Commander? And it's like, I like this, but this was Aaron Forsyth, I do believe. I'm in favor of yeah. this, but given the poor performance of previous standard challenger decks, we'll probably need more input from retailers uh, that think uh, this is a that will think this is a boon. Uh, and do standard challenger decks perform poorly because standard itself is doing poorly or does standard do poorly because of the lack of accessible and exciting challenger decks? And it was yeah. like, uh, yeah, there was, there was no answer there. Yeah. So I think if you, I mean, I, are... I understand the point that like Aaron Forsyth was trying to say there that like, it doesn't matter if that's what they want to do or not, if like, like this whole thing is to try and get standard back into game stores, right? Yes. Because according to like all data that's been released, even if I don't agree with it, um, like standard is still gangbusters on arena. Mm -hmm. So all of these changes are strictly to benefit LGSs supposedly. Um, if no LGSs are going to buy the challenger decks cause they've been stinkers and nobody cares about standard doesn't matter it -hmm. doesn't matter like if that's what players want like if the game stores already have cases of old ones in the back room that they can't move that are going to get harder to move as time goes on um they're not going to be willing to buy that product again no matter like how many people are interested in it you know what Mm -hmm. i mean or they're going to extremely limit their exposure to it because they don't need cases of them sitting in the back room anymore fair so um i just went and looked at the decks Mm -hmm. uh so they started in 2018 Mm -hmm. with hazard aggro Vehicle Rush. This was like Mardu Vehicles. Second Sun Control. And a Counter Surge, which is green black, so it's Winding Constrictor. Mm-hmm. Fine. I think they were like late. In, I think part of it, these were like yeah. late. Like if you bought them, you only got like six months of like the deck, right? Well, I think that was by design though. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were supposed to be representative of whatever like, the, pro, well the, the fall pro tour. tour. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then we have 2019 United Assault, which was mono white convoke locks it on mm-hmm. lightning aggro, which was some mono red nonsense. I'm trying to see if there's something that like reminds me of what was in it. Fanatical Firebrand, Get to Lava Runner, Steam Can, Vyashina Pyromancer. Oh, this is the like Experimental Frenzy deck. Okay. Yeah. Fine. And then they do stuff like this, where that deck played four Experimental Frenzies. Mm-hmm. This That's deck what had made the deck work. This had two, and they gave you a Bane Fire. Yeah. No one, literal, no one played Bane Fire in that deck. And they're like, Banefire, yeah. It's like, thanks. Thanks, guys. Much, much. And like, four Diamond Mare? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, and then, uh, where are we at here? 
Deadly Discovery, which was the Explorer deck. Mm-hmm. And then Arcane Tempo, which I don't even remember. Oh, that was that was our boy Niv. Yep. Uh, with Goblet Electromancer, another card that never got played in any of those decks. Right. Um, and one, Arclight Phoenix. Just the one. Just the one. You just got to give him a taste of free yeah. three two flyers. Um, so, like, where they had these was a little rough in terms of how much time you were going to get with the deck. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. Right, but, like, this standard rotation fixes that issue. It does. instead of having six months, you'll have 18 months. It does. And I would also... And then we have... 2020, 2021, just throw those sales numbers out. They don't matter. Right. Right. And then, uh, and then 2022, maybe those numbers don't matter much either. Yeah. So, like, you only have, like, two. already killed standard. Yeah, you already have, like, two years of real data. And I remember being a little excited about the Pioneer deck, Azoria Spirits, Lotus Field Combo, Mono Red Burn, and black white auras like that's fine the mm-hmm. the first set i think that part of it is like the decks need to be better yeah and you know it, it it does though run into the problem of if it is about making your cards worth worth more longer mm-hmm. right and if every year like they're going to just print 80% of the top tier standard decks or 80% of four top tier standard decks. Yeah. Your cards lose value rather quickly, right. but more people get to play standard. So, yeah, I don't know. I think uh the the point of view of Aaron Forsythe here that I I can kind of get behind though is that like Wizards has already burned that. Oh, absolutely. I mean? Yeah, I understand that. Like, we gave you f- five years worth of products or four years worth of products that sucked or that didn't and, sell. Well, so this also wasn't the first iteration of this because we had clash packs and event decks that were almost this exact same thing. I they were, well, maybe not clash packs, but ev- we had event decks that used to come out with releases that Mm. were a deck built around a mechanic for whatever set was there and you know maybe they weren't they weren't supposed to be like top tier decks like these were but i'd argue that some of these weren't top tier decks either yeah um but if and they didn't do well so we had clash packs that didn't do well event decks that didn't do well we had dual decks that didn't do well and we had challenger decks that didn't do well even if you come out with you know a banger pre-con for standard and call it something else like you've already kind of burned this whole product line multiple times in the Mm -hmm. eyes of the lgs like it, it doesn't matter what you do at this point because nobody's if the lgs doesn't buy it then your players aren't gonna buy it fair I, I think that like the the question of can we get a more um, 
oh gosh, what is it called? A more accessible standard price-wise. I think that is a good a good question to try to address. Mm-hmm. Because well, you know, they already have though. Like everything's printed into the ground. It is, but it's weird, right? Like so if we look at we just look at goldfish. Right? Um so Rakdos mid-range and Grixis mid-range are both $450 plus or right right around there. One's 473, one's 445. Then you have soldiers is only 150. Mono mm-hmm. red is 100. Esper red range 500. Mono blue tempo $69. Nice. nice. Um ores off mid range is like 330. Like I guess where is the where is the line? Right? Like they can't predict that um they can't like from the beginning go like okay we think Rakdos mid range is going to be the best deck we want this we want it, we want the most expensive standard deck to be four hundred dollars yeah or like three hundred right and like okay how do we like move where these cards are rarity wise or in what things yeah. to get to get things well, to that point so like I guess what my point was though is that when you have three different kinds of booster products that all get opened excessively plus all the other ways that they're injecting cards into every format now um like on average I think the price has come down like if you look at a set um like how many of those cards are $40 cards one um yeah probably so like as a you're right i mean decks might be expensive but cards from a set that you have to collect when a set comes out in order to you know keep your decks up or whatever is less than it used to be and if you're if the specific goal of this whole thing is to kind of bring up the less supported archetypes um like ducks are going to get cheaper because of that yeah i i guess the my point being is that yes while they are printing cards into the ground Mm -hmm. like it feels like the cost of a standard deck is kind of the same right like how much did like Abzan Rhinos cost to put together? Right? Or, um I don't know. A bunch. A bunch. Right. Yeah. Like so like I guess I feel like there was like Seth did a video about this at some point. I was like trying to see if I could find the article. But uh uh I mean we've certainly had more expensive standards than $600 a deck standards. Yes, we have. Uh, but like, I, I was just trying to figure out like, if it was about the same, Mm -hmm. but, um, it feels like it is, 
it has gone kind of up over the years. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's kind of stayed the same. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, I, actually, I think it, completely anecdotal from my memory that isn't as great as it used to be. I want to say like $400 a deck is pretty good for standard. Yeah, maybe. At least from what I can remember. So, yeah, but like the problem is, is what what the line is for this is affordable, this is accessible for each person is going to change, right? Right, for you and I, like maybe a four hundred dollars standard deck is accessible. And I was like, Yeah, no fine. But then for other people they're like, I wanna play, but I only have like a hundred bucks. Right. And it's like, Cool, do you like mountains? Yeah. Do you like islands and poopers? Right. Because if you do <laughs> that yeah, deck's always in the format always apparently. Yeah. Um so Yeah, like if the if the issue is that for the average magic player, right, they would rather spend four hundred dollars on their commander deck mm-hmm. than four hundred dollars on a standard deck. The only way you get them with a standard deck in their hand is to make that standard deck cheaper. Yeah. And you know, if the if the well, so like that's a whole whole separate it is can of worms question though because like wizards has done a really good job about converting people to play commander over the last four years right yeah uh look look at the bear like he doesn't make standard content anymore he makes commander content re redukes getting people outside his uh house with pitchforks because he like said to yeah. like play removal and commander uh or something right um so like those people have like you've kind of already lost them because mm -hmm. it's the the same thing that we've always said about how magic is competing with you know every other form of entertainment well now your formats are competing with each other yeah and like people like what your commander player is going to play standard when they could play commander and like they already have their deck and it doesn't rotate what about standard is going to entice them? Yeah, and this I think I think I mentioned this last week was just like humans respond to incentives, and yeah. for the last like four years, the incent all the incentives were geared towards yeah commander, yeah. and now they're like oh wait people don't play standard. There used to be giant things we called them GPs. And mm -hmm. half of them a year said, you're incentivized to play standard and come here and do this. And yeah. now we have magic cons. And from what I gather, it's like a bunch of people playing standard and some draft tables and a couple like on-demand side events for other formats. A bunch of people playing commander. Yes, it's a it's commander. Yeah, you said some, standard. Oh, sorry. A bunch of people playing yeah. commander. Yeah. Some draft people. And then whoever can, like, hold the little, like, TGI Fridays, like, waiting thing till it buzzes and eight other people, like, had a modern yeah. deck or a standard deck, right? It's a yeah. bunch of people playing Commander and then everyone else. Yeah. And it's like, well, if I want to go to one of these things with my friends, I clearly have to play Commander. Right. Right. What did you do all weekend? I played side events. 
Uh, I waited for I an mean, hour. That used to play a thing you could do. Yeah, I waited an hour and a half for a, an eighth modern player. I played win a boxes all weekend. <laughs> yeah, I won a box or two. Yeah, right. So, yeah, we've just we've changed the incentives of Magic mm-hmm. through organized play, through advertising and marketing, through like the cards we print. Right. Right. Like a tally would never have been like you play this and then you cast four cards for free. Right. Right. Uh, if it wasn't for a commander, well, you know, you cast a card from each player's library. It's like, yeah, that's a commander card that just happens to be great in standard. Yeah. Right. Like, or a thing you want to reanimate in standard. Right. So you just have all these cards that you've kind of like, like even the cards that you're printing are like, this is a commander card. Yeah. Right. It's like they're printing commander cards and then some of them happen to be good in standard. Mm-hmm. As opposed to printing standard cards and then some of them being good in commander. Right. So So your uh, your whole thing about incentives kinda leans into this next question here. Oh sweet. I didn't mean to do that, but I mean I totally mm-hmm. meant to do that. Yeah, it was good great planning. Thank you. Uh, how do you plan on supporting local game stores hosting standard again? Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of specifics about what additional programs or support might look like today, but we're working on it. And uh, we'll have more to share in the not-too-distant future. Um, again, I, I'm not a PR person. I'm sure that Blake has a drinking problem at this point in his life. <laughs> um, Having to deal with the, the pitchforks and yeah. the torches. Or just reading these things and just like, you know what you could have done? Not yeah. done anything. You could have right. not, not gone on Discord. You could have not gone on Discord and been like, ask us stuff. You could yeah. have like taken that hour and thought about what you wanted to do so you had answers to questions when you got on Discord. Right. Right. Like, you know, on one hand, they do a lot of things that are like, hey, um, it's the store championship. Make it whatever format you can get eight idiots to show up and play. Yeah. Right? But God forbid, don't make it a draft. Um, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Um, we'll take your stuff away. Um, so on one hand, you don't you want to give the stores the freedom to be like, we don't have a good standard scene, so we're not going to f- make the game day or whatever thing standard because it won't happen. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got to make people want to play standard. Right. And I, is that, you know. Well, I mean, we already have format specific promos. Like, why why couldn't they do that? They could. They, and they could make the promos good. Remember when they were Fatal Push? Uh, yeah. Simpler times. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. Like, you get like Atraxa. Mm-hmm. Right? You you make top eight of your like weekly event, you get an Atraxa. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then a practical get cheap. Okay. Like that probably Isn't not that the, the worst. Point? Isn't that like that's yeah. not the worst thing in the world? Right. Or you like get an Atali. Right. Right. Whatever. Um, like really go hard on it. And no, not, 
<laughs> you get a fable. You get one goblin shaman. There you go. $8 token. $8 token. You get one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like you could definitely do do things, you know, again, like way back in the day. This is something that, like, uh, we brought up uh, uh, when it happened, right? You used to, if you played at your local store, you would get points towards getting, like, a buy at a GP or something, right? Yeah. Like, could you have a thing where, like, you know, playing constructed or, like, a, like, monthly standard event where people play standard and you get, like, the winner gets a code for, like, one shot at, like, an arena open. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, like, yeah, that'd be a great thing. Right? Like, once a month, there's the the standard... Ah, uh, the standard showdown. But, yeah. <laughs> the, sta- the standard showdown, right? Yeah. And if you win this, uh, you get a, an a entry into next week's standard arena open. Yeah. Great, cool. Like, now there's an incentive, or even if it's, like, a quarterly thing right once a quarter Mm -hmm. right you're playing for you know to get into that and hey like now you're you're getting people to to get onto arena you're getting to play in the store like synergies right right but you're making people you're giving people a reason to play standard and to like put them on the uh on the train kind of right like because mm-hmm. we talked about before there was a straight line you could draw from i played in my store right i got good i played a ptq or an rptq or whatever yeah. and i won that and then i went to the next step and if i did well there i could make it to the pro tour right right and now it's like yeah you play it your local game store and that really doesn't do anything to get you kind of the rest of the way. That yeah. chain is broken. Or like you played at your local game store and you earned points to get a buy at a GP. Mm-hmm. And now you're closer to day twoing that GP than you were before. Or you won your GPT and you won a buy. Yeah. And like I definitely remember being like, I need to play like I need to win like eight matches this week, so I have two buys next week. Absolutely. And like, okay, I gotta go play like four events this week. Yeah. And I gotta get, I gotta go two one in a bunch of them, and I'd go do yep. that. And we don't have that, so like, just a way to kind of rebuild some part of that chain. Hmm. Again, so the, my, uh... my DMs are open. <laughs> the next one here is what I had alluded to earlier. Um, why did you decide to go to a three-year rotation instead of lowering the power of standard to make it more accessible with a two-year rotation? And the answer was, when we investigated the struggles that tabletop standard has been having recently, referencing that tweet, mm-hmm. um, the rotation being short was the biggest piece of feedback we received. Mm. In so terms of was, pain points, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we kind of already talked about this yeah. one, but... But again, like much like at work when they're like, hey, like uh, 
tell us what you guys have done the last three years to improve student learning. And my response is, I have no data since 2020 because none yeah. of it counts. Right. right. It's all just worthless. Right. Like, I don't know, like, you have two years where people aren't playing standard at all. They're not invested. Right. They they move to webcam commander. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, yeah, standard's too expensive. It's like, yes, because they've entrenched themselves in another format. Right. So, all right. What do we got here? Will there be any consideration for either the return of blocks or two large set blocks like recent Ravnica or return of core sets to allow there to be less parasitic mechanics in a three-year standard? And they're like, basically, we want to do like story stuff. Yeah. And so we want to move around for the sake of the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, we realize that we talked about this before a little bit that things don't fit together right now because right. we're not spending enough time to build out stuff. But it, this goes back to kind of what they said about seeding archetypes: is you mm -hmm. can revisit an archetype, you know, a year and a half later, and still have it be relevant or make it re-relevant in standard. And that kind of does the same thing as, you know, fleshing out a mechanic over the course of a block where instead of doing it, you know, all at once in one year, you can do it over the course of three years now. I think that there is an issue with the lack of core sets. Yeah, me it, too. Because it used to be that the core set was where you put Pithing Needle. Where well, you... it was also where you got people into the game. Like, core sets were less complex cards for the most part. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, it's where you put answers to format problems. Or just like generic answers, like yeah. Pithing Needle, Grafdigger's Cage, um, yeah. uh, Ley Lines, if you wanted Ley Lines, right? Like you can put just, hey, I don't need some like big ochre, overarching theme with an angry dinosaur and mm -hmm. blah blah blah. No, I, I just need cards that make magic work. Right. And so I can put cards that make magic work here. Now I heard some people had said that I hadn't. I haven't seen this independently, but I forget who I was watching was saying that like Wizards has said that a corset sold poorly. Yeah. And well, I think the summer set in general sold poorly. That's why we don't have summer sets anymore. That's why they're supplemental sets now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it might just be the summer. Yeah. Which, because it's funny, I like, wasn't it, we used to have the core set in the summer because kids weren't in school? Yep. And now kids got other things to do. They got them dang cell phones. They got them tiki-takis. <laughs> That's right. Got them tiki-takis and, and them tweeters. Yep. And those graham crackers. Uh, I mean, Instagrams. <laughs> uh, so... Like it would be nice if we if you had a set where you could like put the safety valves, mm. uh, and you don't have to and like you can just be like uh, it's a time travel set. This is an old version of right. fill in the blank person, and not be like oh well it needs to be it all needs to have this cohesive overarching story. 
Because, yeah. like, you get into these situations where, like, there's no place to put these cards, and then standard spirals out of control. Right. And then it's just, like, you know, like, they could even print, like, a dumb thing, destroy target token and target enchantment. Mm-hmm. Right. And or target enchantment. Hey, congratulations. You just murked both halves of Fable. <laughs> and yeah. you, and we made that card green-white. To encourage Who people to play is a different archetype. To play green light stuff because you have the best answer to fable. Yeah, right. And it also has uh, destroy evils text to destroy a creature. Uh, toughness four or greater, so it can also get a shieldred. Like just like here you go. Here <laughs> it you go. does please, it all. Please play this card. Please play these yeah. colors. Please. Yeah. And exile a card from a graveyard. Please play these colors. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it would be nice if we had those back, but yeah. And then, oh, and then where's the uh? What would, what would this have on the impact of decisions? Uh, blah, blah. What this? What? Oh God, I can't read. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> would this have any impact on the decision to have rear land cycles in sets? As in, perhaps fewer sets would have rare land cycles since they, they'll be available in standard longer. And we kind of already saw this, right? Didn't, uh... Would... Mom doesn't have a rare land cycle. Yeah. And... I thought there was a recent set that didn't have a rare land cycle. Mom doesn't. And the other ones... Uh, Dominaria yeah. didn't. No. Did Dominaria? Yeah, One we of had the... pain lands. Brothers were The pain lands... Or, well, the no. painlands were spread across two okay, sets, right? Dominaria right. and Brothers War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Mom doesn't have them. I think because yeah. those spots were taken up by battles. Yeah. Um. Um. But the answer to this was, we'll be increasing the level of utility lands and colorless lands in our future sets. Well, that and, bodes well for depths. It does. Daddy likes himself a utility land. Yeah. This was also oh, Andrew Brown. Great question. Something close to my heart. Yeah. So, like, the rare land cycle was a thing I think you could get away with years ago, but like, you you you're running out of places to innovate. Right. Without doing something heinous to other formats. So, like, you have to be careful. And so you either have to replete yourself or you just, like, print better and better and better and better rare lands. Yeah, I mean, there... I can't think of many more, like, rare dual lands that could be printed. Um, I mean, I, ha I have the, uh, the, um, what's it called? The dual land killer, fast lands with land types. Lands with land types, yeah, right. But like that does something heinous to your older formats. Well, so that that was kind of where I was going. Was if if like there aren't many more rare dual land designs, where do we go next? Rare tri land designs, and like there's really not any room to grow there without severely breaking every other format. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can make something better than a Triome and not destroy every format. Yeah, like, you can't, like, 
make them cycle for less? Can that yeah. just invalidate? Or make them stuff? come into play untapped with a downside? Like the downside's not. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I don't make, think you can make a big enough downside for that to be okay. You can't make them bolt lands. Right. They deal you three damage. Sweet. I'll Fine. take three. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm just gonna play a lot of Death Shadow. Let's go. Um, yeah. Five color Death Shadow. <laughs> um. So, yeah, like, I think that they are running out of those kind of designs, which makes it hard. And when you print, like, some, when you feel compelled to print a dual land or a rare land cycle Mm -hmm. in every set, that leads you to five color piles and three and four color piles, right? Because now the mana's really good and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and the mana's already going to be good by the time you get come up to a three-year rotation anyway. Yeah, it just has to be. Even yeah. like the, you know, it comes to a point where like, you know, even the un... There are times where the uncommon duels are playable. Mm-hmm. Right? You're just like, I, I need like one extra black-red source. I guess we're going with Bloodfell Caves. Yep. It's right? your time to shine, Jungle Hollow. <laughs> yeah, come on, buddy. We got we got to rock them out here. Let's go. Yep. All right. Uh, I think the next couple are pretty quick. We already touched on the last one, but the next one is uh, what made you change the rotation for standard and not alchemy? I thought that alchemy was standard, but with a bit more cards and rebalance cards to allow more diversity. And their response was that arena moves really fast, and they want to leave a format that moves at the speed of arena and alchemy is that format mm. where things just change constantly. Cool. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Me neither. Um, see, told you that one was going to go quick. Moving on. Yes. We're done here. <laughs> yeah. And finally, and the, yeah, the last one is something we had already talked about. Yeah. Uh, can we keep fable of the mirror breaker in standard forever? Uh, I want to know the person who said this and how they were hurt. Because this is a damaged human being. (laughs) This is very true. I'm assuming that... I I just want to give this person a hug. I'm very sorry (laughs) for whatever happened to you. I know on on Twitch, you put the little, like, Kappa guy's face when you're joking. Like, did they, like, is there not the analogous thing on Discord? <laughs> Can you not get the Kappa guy's face when you're joking? Uh, so, but they do say, all right. First, they pat them. Uh, Aaron dislocates his shoulder, pat himself on the back for yeah. uh, how cool and, like, fun Fable is. Like, when your opponent casts the first one, and you're like, well, how am I going to deal with this? And then they cast the second one. You're like, I should just scoop, right? Uh, oh, they discarded two cards and played another fable. Oh, my life is over. Um, but I did like standard thrives on change. Let's make this. Let's make the rotation three years. <laughs> ah, why are you making standard change less? Well, because standard thrives on change. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Um. And while we want to dial back the amount of change somewhat, I hate I hate this. This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. There are always uh, there are still things that should change. 
Favel will not be legal and standard forever. Dot, dot, dot. Brian's adding, we banned this fool. Right. Real soon, dog. Yeah. Well, did we talk about this in the pre-show or in the actual show? I think in the pre-show. Okay. So we had kind of a mini discussion about uh, Fable being an our right best card in standard, mm-hmm. which I kind of agreed with and Brian kind of didn't. Um, and I thought that was more useful to talk about than uh, the bands because we kind of already talked yeah. about the bands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Knock yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought I just figured we'd talk about it again. I thought that uh, you know, a decent way to end the show here. Yeah. Um, I think Fable's a fine best card in standard. Like it's not immediately. I know you said by the time they cast the second one, you just want to scoop, and like that could be said for a lot of cards though, not just Fable. And like we have absolutely played in standard formats that had worst less fun i'll say best cards in standard than fable i i guess the question is like how does one define fun because like on a pure power level basis Mm -hmm. not a single card we listed like in the pre-show as like best card in standard Mm -hmm. siege rhino it did see a little bit of modern play in its time but not a ton Um, Archangel, Archangel Avison, right? Didn't uh, I'm going a little out of order here? Uh, Gideon, right. uh, Ally right. of Zendikar. A no, that's l- some modern. Play. A little bit of modern play, a little bit of legacy play, like in like Death yeah. and Taxes sideboards. Um, uh, prison decks. None of the none of the energy nonsense ever found its right. way into older formats. Uh. Some of the adventures cards, but not mm. the adventure. Not the yeah, so like, I guess like the best card was Bone Crusher Giant, and Bone Crusher Giant was like the best standard card for a while. Yeah, right. And it it sees play in older formats just because it's like rawly powerful. Like that's probably mm-hmm. the closest to like Fable and yeah. power level. And I I'm I'm sorry, Oko. After we got rid of you. Uh, right. Bone Crusher was the most powerful card in standard, um, right? But like or Brazen Borrower, or Brazen Borrower, yeah. Adventures was just a mess up mechanic. When yeah, hey, I think I did a very good job, or we did a good job. We were like, if any of these are marginally on rate on right. either side, they're gonna be playable. And it was like, here are two that are basically on rate enough, right? Right. Here's here's a bad shock put a really good three drop and here's a bad bounce spell or basically an on rate bounce spell mm-hmm. and a pretty good three drop. Um, but those cards haven't like pushed back to older formats in the way that fable has. I think fable is on power level. One of the more powerful best cards we've had in standard. Mm hmm. And, yeah, just on a power level, yeah. And what that does is, it's one thing when, like, your best... Like, the problem is, is that Fable is so powerful that every deck starts with four Fable. Yeah. And then you're going to figure out what you're going to do around it. 
And it just so happens that the best two drop is Blood Tithe Harvester. Yeah. And so then Which that makes... called that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never missed that by a thousand miles. Yeah. Right. But then you get in these situations where you, where like you uh, look at standard, Rakdos midrange uh, is. Where where's the like most played cards? Um, ah, I know this. I can find this right. Uh, there you go. Popular cards. Uh, so the most played overall card is Reckon or Bankbuster because it's colorless, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then Fable is in half the decks. Yeah. Right. So and then Shieldred is in slightly more than half. But, like, if all of your cards, if, like, all of your games are, like, kind of built around Fable and, like, your format is built around it, you just see it so much and it's so powerful, it pushes Mm -hmm. a lot of other stuff out. Because, like, you can't, like, one for one. It's, like, it's an instant two for one at three mana. Yeah. but And, like, both halves matter. Like, we've had two for ones. Like... Remember when, like, we uh, stupid Eldrazi Displacer, like, got mm-hmm. played in standard? Not Displacer, Eldrazi Spawner. The the three, the two and a blue, two one flyer that made a one one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky Spawner. Sky Spawner. There we go. Right? Yeah. Like, we were like, oh, it's a two for one. It's a two one flyer and a one one body. And now it's like, oh, it's a two for one. It makes a two two that ramps you right and then in two turns you get a two two that copies a removal spell yeah or makes like just does so much value right i just think it like it's too high a power level and then pushes everything else out because like you have to build decks that can have some way to deal with or ignore fable Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you also have to play like stuff that deals with children, right? So you're like, I've got to be able to get rid of to not get two for one off this two for one, and then I also have to have removal of my deck that like deals with children. And you're just pulled in two different directions. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Like, does it give you play? Yes. Does it like enable? A bunch of does it enable the mid range deck by letting you hit your land drops and get rid of dead cards? Yes. Does it enable reanimator decks by letting you discard your fatties? Yes. Like it does a lot of things, mm-hmm. but like it becomes so ubiquitous that like I don't know if it's fun anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my point was like I remember. Um... Emmercruel the Promised on Standard. Mm-hmm. And, like, that card just wasn't fun to play against. It was miserable. Fair. And, like, Fable isn't that kind of miserable. Yes. Or Nexus of Fate. Like, that card was miserable to play against. Mm-hmm. And Fable is not that kind of miserable. Um, Kind of the same deck, but Big Teferi was miserable to play against. And this isn't that kind of miserable. Yes. If you're talking about like 
do I want to just like, do I no longer want to play this game? Yeah. No, it's not that. But like, are you behind if you don't, are you like really far behind if you don't have your own fable? Absolutely. Well, so like the point of this whole thing though, is to get more people into standard. Mm -hmm. So would, are you going to have better luck attracting people into standard when you're letting somebody else take your turns with a card like Emrakul or whether, whether you're prevented from playing your cards with Teferi or whether you just see fable a lot. Hmm. Like, like I, I understand. No, what no, you're no, saying. You're, like, you're, no, no. Three years you, of fable you are, is a lot, but you are right that, that like, but how long did Emrakul get to hang around? They're like, you're out of here, Emrakul. Too long. <laughs> Fair, right? Nexus, Nexus hung around too long because they were just stubborn. Yep. Um. So it is not those like miserable, terrible games. I mean, I would argue that like Teferi is in the same big or little Teferi is in the same yeah. boat of this is format defining in multiple form. now teferi mm-hmm. has like kind of worked its way out of legacy but for a while teferi was played in legacy too yeah it's still played like i think in some modern control decks yeah uh right and like you know i've definitely conceded games to i don't have a good board teferi five minute teferi plus and i'm just like i'm not gonna bother right like i'm gonna lose this game in eight turns so I'm not going to bother. So yeah, it's not like Teferi here of Dominaria bad. Um, I don't know. It's, it is frustrating that we're like, like at a point of look at all these other cards that completely and totally butchered. Mm-hmm. This one isn't as soul crushing as those. <laughs> so I guess this is a, that's a dub. It's yeah. like, you know, Archangel Avison was good and frustrating, but, like, there was a trigger you could respond to. Your opponent had to pass with five mana up. Like, right. you kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. And, like, you could just kill it. Yeah. We're like, okay, go. And it's like, okay, I will, I will not use my five mana. Excellent. That's right. a win for me. Or I'm going to use my five mana and then not get the value of, like, blanking removal spell. Okay, cool, thanks. Um, so, like, that was a not a great best card, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, Siege Rhino was a good best card in Standard. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. it was frustrating when they drew, like, three of them, like, well, on I turn mean, they four. always traveled in packs. Yeah, exactly. On four, five, and six, they went rhino, rhino, rhino. You were dead, right? Yeah. But, like, those games were, like, back and forth and, like, yeah. you know. No, I'll agree with you there. And, but, like, Fable, Fable has the problem that, like, a lot of modern designs have of its snowballs, right? Because, like, what if you don't answer the token? Right. Like, it's kind of like Ragavan, where it's just, like, they play that, you untap, you 
whatever, play your creature, and they're like, kill your creature, get in, get my token. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, now they have all this extra mana. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, like, I, it is in terms of, is it more fun than like getting turbo fogged by Nexus? Yes. Is it more fun being on the other side of having your turn taken with a big Emrakul? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but... Also, like one of the things that we mentioned during the pre-show is that we play slightly. We have different play styles as well. Mm-hmm. So where I don't see uh, Fable is that like as big a problem as you do, because like I tend to play more aggressive decks than you do. Mm-hmm. You want to do like cool synergy shenanigans combo stuff, and I just want to get people dead most of the time. Um, so by the time somebody's set up a fable and had a couple turns for it to pop, they're either very close to be dead and the tokens are chump blockers or they are dead and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're seeing, like, I don't think I've ever had multiple fables cast against me. Anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like? <laughs> uh, I definitely had like, like two or three. I've, you've not lost a game to someone copying having two fables and just using all of their mana to make an army of tutus? No, I have I have oh, never had a, uh, a Kiki reflection of Kiki survive to the point where it lost summoning sickness. Oh, man. I Apparently I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, uh, I think you're doing it wrong. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, it's that might f- be why I have different different views of the card, yeah. though, also. Uh, like, it's, if it, I was sitting in your seat, I might see it differently. Yeah. It's a fine card, but power level wise, it's probably too high for standard. Like in terms of like it, yeah. how is it? I saw someone I forget again. Was it Saffron? I'll be basically. Imagine if you change the order of the first two steps. Loot first. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, whatever. Rummage first. Yeah. And then get the token. Yeah. Like that, it makes that like treasure way less valuable. Or if the goblin was a one-one, yeah, right. Like that would like maybe change it. Like mm-hmm. you could like it'd be harder to like run into like, uh, you know, a blood tithe harvester because like oh I'm just gonna trade it off. I'm not gonna yeah. tra- I'm not gonna they're not gonna trade. It's just gonna get eaten. But changing the order so that mana is less valuable. Yeah, and you then don't have the draw step to see like oh am I gonna is my top card a land? Do I need to discard two spells? To try to hit my land drop because I don't have a land. Yep. Get one like one less look at it. I don't know. Um it might it, and it might just be that like we are playing very different magic, so that is the, the thing. Yeah. But like even so like think about like you know, again like best cards in standard, like when Wandering Emperor was kind of the best card. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it kind of has the fable problem of like it gives yeah. you two things two things that you have to deal with. Right. Right. So it has the Avison problem of like, they're holding up four mana around it. Right. So like, okay, you got to worry about that. Fine. But like where Avison, they could just like flash in a four, four that you could kill with a removal spell. Now they're like flash in a planeswalker, make a two, two. Right. Right. So then you have the fable problem of like, they got two things out of this. Now I have to deal with both of them. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Avison being like, it is a card. 
Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. We would, again, can we go back to Siege Rhino days, simpler times? Well, hopefully they're going to be a little bit more aggressive with the bands and we don't have to worry about it. So, yeah. Like, I think especially the cards that are. There are cards that are just sitting on standard. Right. Like, yeah. again, if we look at the. Like, Record or Bake Buster is played in 60% of decks and it's over three of them per deck. Yeah. Smuggler's Copter died for less. Yes, that is true. Um, and then, like, then you get rid of Fable to push people out of red. Mm -hmm. Like, you could be Black Blue and play Stupid Shieldred. You could be, uh, Black Green. You could be any flavor of black that's not red. Right. Uh... Also, like, what world do we live in that invoke the Sperry one black, black, black card is the 10th most played spell in standard? <laughs> a black world. Yes, a very black world. Yeah. Uh, Lithomancer's Barrage in 42% of decks. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. Well, with all of this, well, how about this? Do you feel any better about the change coming to standard after seeing this? Or is there just not enough there there? Um, well, a couple things. I don't I don't think there was enough here for sure. There was a whole lot of wishy-washy and not a whole lot that I didn't expect to see. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in general, like having some time to digest it, I feel a little bit better about the change mm -hmm. um but also like i said last week i don't i don't know what they could do to win me back you know what i mean yeah no i i agree like i haven't played standard in like forever in a day yeah. and i don't know what could make me want to yeah i don't right. like i don't even play standard on arena i couldn't oh. even tell you the last time i had a standard deck built on arena i play like exclusively explorer and historic brawl yeah i i only play explorer so when i work out in the morning on the bike i play mm -hmm. like i try to get a win or two in uh with whatever explorer deck i feel like messing with that day yeah and then you know i'll if i have some free time i will play explorer like i hardly ever played standard like i had fun there was a there was one of these, like, was it, like, On the Edge or whatever, where they, like, yeah. banned four sets. Yeah. I had a very fun red-black deck that was playing uh, Breach the Multiverse before that was a thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, doing that stuff, I was like, this is fun. Like, a lot of these cards I dislike are gone. Yay. Yeah. Like, there's different decks. Like, I'm doing something goofy. I'm, I'm putting in a tally into play. Yay. <laughs> Um, but I think it could be good if we get to a point where there is some churn in standard. It, it's felt like for a while, uh, you know, two years of red, black or a year and a half of red, black being really good yeah. that, um, it's almost like when we were in energy, 
yeah. where the core of that deck is so powerful that it's just, oh, hey, like, I improved my removal spells a little bit. Yeah. So, oh, this removal spell is not as good as this one that just came out, so I'm going to play this new removal spell. Yeah. Like, they have to be really careful of, they have to balance this, like, we've got to push, we've got to print cards that are pushed so people get excited to buy them for older formats. But they can't be so good that, like, if we print, I don't know, uh, Jace Super Pirate in uh, Ixalan, that it's just not, like, three years or two and a half years of just every deck being blue because Jace is an 11 and the next best card is a 9. Yeah. And it's like, well... I don't care about the synergies. Jace is too good. Right. Or you, maybe we get like a sav- we get some Savage Knuckleblade situations where the card's like really good, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't have enough help. Right. So it's like, well... Well, hopefully that's not going to be the case anymore. That's explicitly what they're trying to prevent with this, right? Well, what I mean is like, hey, this card's an 11, Yeah. but the next best card I can put that, that synergizes with this card is a 7. So I can make the deck, but I'm not just like, I have to play this 11. Hmm. So, because a lot of times now it's like, I have to play this 11. So, right. All right. So with all that, I think we have a show. We have a show. That was uh, a lot more than I thought we were going to get out of that topic. So this is a, (laughs) this is a, this is an old, this is an old style show. This almost two hours. So, um, if you want to reach out to us on social media, talk about standard changes, maybe what could incentivize you into being a, a standard gamer again. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, let us know. Like, again, like, you know, we have a straight line tomorrow and co. Uh, we'll just get on, get on the, we'll get on the blower <laughs> to Huey. Right on over. We'll just get, yeah, we'll just forward it right over for you. But uh, reach out. Save it to tomorrow's bag of Coke. There we go. <laughs> wow, it's it's like Snapple caps, man. <laughs> it says yeah. make formats better. Um, <laughs> so we'll uh, yeah. Let us know. All the links are in the description. All yes. our social media, hopping into our Discord, Twitter, Facebook, what have you. It's all down there. Um, if you're looking to support the show, two ways you can do it. First is with our TCG Player affiliate link. TCG or casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Um, use that for all your TCG shopping needs and you'll help support the show at the same time. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg where you'll get access to our pre-show, you'll get access to our show notes, and you'll get put on my mailing list for when I have swag to send out. Um, let us know that you appreciate us and help support the show. And we would appreciate that. Yeah. Got anything else this week? Nope. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>